Wow, Happy New Year to you. Uh, I didn't know all you guys were going to be here today, and we got a crowd out there on live stream, so thank you. Um, you know, I was I want to start the service off like this. First of all, I want to thank, let's just pray together. Lord, we just want to pray, and we got a lot going on in our life today, and we want to ask you to, to help us uh, through our life and uh, bless us. We're glad that we could be here, and... Uh, and we pray for this congregation and those who are watching online and um, give you the glory and ask for the Holy Spirit uh, to fill our hearts. In thy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, so I wanted to tell you, you need to watch um, how you carry yourself as a Christian because you never know who's watching. There's always somebody watching you. And uh, and, and it can be in some of the the... the most unlikely times. So ask me, to tell me a story. So I'm, I'm in, a, me and my wife, I don't, I don't like going shopping and I don't like going to the bank. I don't do both. I don't do either. I never go to the bank and I never go shopping. But when you're out running around and she wants to drive through the drive-through, you do that. And if I was going to go to the bank, I wouldn't go through drive-through, I would go in. Uh, so I've just, I got a mood about it because I would rather be at home doing something, anything, watching the grass grow than doing that. <laughs> so I'm in there and I'm, I said, yeah, here it is. Here's the deposit and they hand it back to me. And then on the, on the uh, microphone, it was a young man and he, he might be watching the show. So praise God, um, or the broadcast rather. And, um, and he says, are you Pastor Pat? And I looked over, and I was like, what? He said, are you Pastor Pat? And I go, you don't ever expect that, do you? I mean, like if you're in a grocery store. And I looked over, I go, yeah, I'm Pastor Pat. And he goes, man, I watch you all the time. <laughs> and my wife looked at me and was like, yeah. So I think that was just um, affirmation that I needed to, uh, just a better attitude, maybe. So just poke your neighbor and say, same. So I don't know where yours is going to be, but it'll be somewhere, and it'll be probably when you ate a sour grape or whatever. Uh, Joshua 1, we're, this is a tithing message. So, and, uh, and, this, and this is so, let me set it up for you, because uh, Terry was asking me this. Terry Lufke was asking. He said, what, what is this about? So Joshua, his, uh, his successor, uh, or predecessor, was Moses, and he got to see the promised land, Steve, but he never got to go in it. That, that, that'd be a problem. That would be like someone, have you ever been to the ice cream store? Everyone's ordering ice cream. They have it. You see it, but you never got one. A lot of you guys are like, that's well, not a problem. It is for me. <laughs> if I can't have it, it's an issue. So Moses never got to see or inherit the promised land. Um, so, and, and I don't know why exactly. It's disobedience for sure. But I think it had to do something with fear too. He was too afraid to cross the Jordan and, and maybe get his boots wet. He had a new pair or whatever it is. In life, you may get your boots wet 
to get something you need to go after. It, 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 there's there's some, some rough spots in this life that we're going to go through. Some of them are scary even. And I'm not downplaying that a bit. I've lost friends and family members and all kinds. You know all that. I'm, so by no means. But I, I would say we need to be careful about being fearful in these nine verses. This is what God is saying to Joshua. Don't be, don't be afraid. He says that over and over again. Um, me and my wife were driving home the, the other day, and, and I said, when did snotty noses become scary? <laughs> you all have kids, don't you? Miss Chittenden, you have children. I do too, and I have grandchildren. And when I was in grade school, when I was in grade school, I remember in the months of November, December, and January, all the boys in the class had snotty nose, and they all wiped them on their sleeve. <laughs> all the dudes are like, yeah, it's straight up. I mean, wiping them on the sleeve, and it's legal then. And, and I'm just, and then I'll get back to this, but if I'm quoting anything out of school, let me know. And then it was like, I never remember, like, missing school because we're, quote, unquote, sick. I don't, my mom always sent us, go, you're okay. And then if, if your friend or you ended up having an accident and you threw up or something, the janitor came over, threw sawdust on, swept it up, you went to the nurses, they gave you some aspirin, and you stayed. And when your mom or dad got off work, they came and picked you up. Amen? So we got to be careful about what we're, what we're inflaming and, and what we're giving attention to. And I think that speaks in this chapter as, as I read this, and you... You help me out with it. After the death of Moses, the son of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is now dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over to this Jordan and you and all the people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you just as I promised to Moses. So he promises to Moses, and, and he probably could have cut off 38 years of this uh, transit if he wouldn't have been afraid and, and would have been a leader and quit uh, trying to be a people pleaser. But that's another story. Um, verse 4, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great uh, river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So if you're a believer, you're grafted in the kingdom of Israel by the blood of Jesus. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So here we go. Be strong and courageous. Shall you cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous. Okay. Uh, be careful to according to all the law that my Moses, that Moses, my servant, commanded. You do not turn from the right or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you'll be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then I will make your way prosperous. And let's be honest, if we're going to be here, Kenny, we might as well be prosperous. Amen. There ain't nothing wrong with being prosperous. Amen. Um, uh, and then you will have good success. Last verse. 
And have I not commanded you? Here he says it again. Be strong and courageous. So just say that to a neighbor one more time. Be strong and courageous and do not be frightened. And do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Uh, so let's just pray on that. We don't need to talk about it anymore. So Lord, we just pray that you give us a bold spirit. Um, um, Lord, we want to be sensible and, and we want to live our lives with caution. Uh, but never, Lord God, uh, be held captive by fear. Uh, we pray, Lord God, for the offering today, uh, that 2022 uh, not only is new year and new headlines, but we're following, uh, we're following the wisdom that you've given us through your spoken word. Uh, we pray this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. So let the offering be picked up. Applaud the Lord for 2022 and say bye-bye to 2021. <laughs> bye-bye. All right, this is super cool. Uh, go to Luke 11, 1. We're talking about the Lord's Prayer. There will be, um, there's one word in here that you may not understand. It's called importunity. And I'm going to be preaching out of King James just because there's some, some language in there I think that you guys can benefit from. Importunity is persistence to the past of annoyance. To, or, or, I'm sorry, to the point of annoyance. Persistence to the point of annoyance. And I will be using that in chapter 11 in the book of Luke. Um, so that's kind of what it's all about, and I, and I titled this message Cowboy Up, just kind of cowboy up. Cowboy up is kind of a cowboy term, obviously, and it's to adopt a tough approach, um, and, and not only just in your life, but also in, in your Christian walk with the Lord. We need to adopt a, a cowboy up type of mentality, um, and you'll see that when we start going through the truths here, and... Um, a lot of times people are surprised when I get into here after a couple of verses. They're like, really, that's in there? So that's why I wanted to make sure I read this King James Version of it so you could uh, understand uh, how important it is. And it's about the Lord's Prayer, and it's, and it's Jesus' disciples asking, how should I pray? A lot of times, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing a, uh, a study on prayer on the 19th. It'll be coming uh, on the 19th of this month from 630 to 730. It'll be three parts. Uh, to this prayer, so if you'd like to be involved in that, uh, uh, show up and you'll be blessed by it. Because uh, prayer is such an important part of our life as Christians, and, and prayer does really change things. I want to say that from the pulpit. Prayer changes things. I, I, I promise you that. And if I didn't believe it, I would not stand in this pulpit today. Prayer changes things. So I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally just give you an example like right now. So ask me, say, give it to me. All right. I was at Warrington. I was preaching last night, and I, had, I got a video that goes with my message, and, it, and it's about being persistent. I'll just kind of give that away. It's, it's not very long. It's only like an 80-second video. Uh, I went up to Jess because she's in charge of all the IT now and all that, and I said, uh, uh, did you check the video? I always say that, and, and if they didn't check the video, I'd, we'd talk about it during our staff meeting on Monday. It wasn't, it wasn't checked. It didn't work. I was like, yeah, I said, that's not going to work for me. And she, 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 she's my niece, the little blonde that was singing up here. She's like, oh, Uncle Pat's not happy right now. I was like, I'm like, really not happy at all. So you need to get on the phone and start making some phone calls to some more IT people. That's, how, that's what's really going on behind the scenes while you guys are sitting in your chairs. 
and I said, I said, here's the deal. I said, my wife was in there, and she, and she told the one guy that was there, put your hands on the computer and pray for it. And I, I'm up here, and I said, it's going to work. So after the video came up, the guy that was running the computer back there, he goes, I have no idea why this thing is up. This computer's a piece of junk. And, uh, and um, it worked. So I want you to know that prayer works. Amen. I, I did tell everybody I was going to stick the computer under my truck tire when I left, though. <laughs> I just said it. I just like it. It's going under the tire. It came to pass that he, he was praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So the Lord's prayer is here in Luke, and it's also in Matthew. It's in part of the Sermon on the Mount. And, it, and it's a very easy-to-follow model prayer. Now, it doesn't mean you have to pray every word. He's given you, the, he's given you the, the scope of what you need to be doing when you get on your knees. And, and I'm challenging people in the church to, to start praying a little bit more uh, because we believe that, that prayer does change things. Uh, let's see what Jesus says about prayer. And he said unto them, when you pray. So there's the first giveaway. I have to be praying, Laurel, because he says, not as prayer optional. He says, when you pray or like when you get on your knees or when you get into your prayer closet or, or when this happens, here's how you're supposed to do it. So you know now that prayer is not optional. If you're a born again believer, God requires you to pray. So just, just amen, and, uh, and maybe you're not a, a prayer warrior or whatever, but I hope after this service you will be. Because I believe, like there's, there's, you know, the Bible says there's storehouses in heaven that God wants to rain down on us now. The storehouses and, and the lockers with your name on it aren't for later, they're for right now. He's wanting to, to rain them down on you. By the way, I wanted to talk to you about lockers. Do you remember lockers when you were in high school? I mean, just like, I'll meet you at the locker or whatever. I'll meet I never had any books in my locker. I'm just totally, I'm being honest with you. And he's like, they assign you a locker. I'm like, so what? I, there's not going to be any books in it. Maybe a hunting magazine. That was the only thing I was interested in. I just thought I'd say that. But in, but in heaven... The locker's full. And I, I, Gloria, I don't want to have to wait to get it. I know when the sweet by and by comes, I'm going to have all that stuff. You know that. that that's a, watch this class, that's a give me. But I want the stuff now. And here's how you pray to get that. When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Reverent be your name. So when you're, when you're petitioning, Jesse, when you're petitioning God, be reverent and thank him that you're able to even, be, to even be in his presence. You don't deserve to be there. I don't deserve to be there. But because of what his son did at the cross at Calvary, I have access into the holiest of holies, and I need to let God know I'm thankful that you've allowed me to be there. Amen. So that's how you set up your prayer life. 
Because God can't even look upon sin. So when he looks at you, he looks at you through, through the eyes of someone who has been bought back by the blood of his son. How would be your name? Your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done as in heaven, so in earth. So whatever's going on up there in heaven, I want it down here, and I want it right now. And you go, well, that sounds a little arrogant. Well, some of this prayer is going to sound really arrogant as I go on. But don't take this uh, as being conceited. Just take this as, as somebody who wants something from his father. Amen. Can I just say this to help you with this? Because you guys are like, oh, man, that dude's really arrogant. I don't know if you said it like that, but you're thinking it. You ever went to the like grocery store, and I, I never do, and you're pushing a cart, and you got your kids with you, and you're like, I'm only getting healthy stuff today. We're only getting fruits and vegetables. And then you got your grandkids with you. Grandma, why can't I have a King Vitamin or Captain Crunch? That's how old I am, King Vitamin. They probably don't even have that anymore, do they? What's King Vitamin? Just straight 100% sugar, nothing else added. And you're not going to get it because you told Junior we're only getting, quote, unquote, healthy things. But because of your grandchildren's persistence, jumping up and down, they wore you out. Say it with me, Grandma. They wore me out. I just threw the dang box in. Because they were persistent. Uh, anyways. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive each one who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So know this, God will never lead, lead you into temptation. He'll never put you in a place where you'll be tempted. And if you are tempted, he'll give you a way out. And if he gives you a way out, you better you better hit the road, Jack. You better you better be booking. Verse five, and he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? So I kind of talked about this ahead of time. I kind of gave it away. And shall go into him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine is on a journey and has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he said from within. Trouble me not, the door is shut, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot rise and give to you. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because of his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Impor importunity means persistence. You know the guy that's out there. You, everyone here has a friend that's like that. Close your eyes, and I'll talk about him for just a second. Close your eyes. Oh, I, and you wouldn't let nobody else in. Nobody else in. We're not letting anybody in the house. It's, a, it's the pandemic. Or it's whatever. You guys get the thing, and they're out there at the door. And it's whoever, X, Y, Z, Johnny Rotten. You know who he is. He, all right, open your eyes. Will you? Oh. 
I'm in bed. What do you need? Uh, aunt so-and-so or grandma. I need something to eat. And then you get out of bed, and then, and then and the next thing you know, and he needs counselor, she needs counseling, you put on a pot of coffee, and you sit down and you start talking to them. You're willing to lose sleep because they need it and they want it so bad. And you want to make sure that you can deliver to them. Persistence and being persistent as a Christian pays big dividends. Let's, let's go ahead and watch this video here and see if it's relative to what I'm talking about. Six million dollar cowboy right here, folks. Three-time world champion tie-down roper. Thirteen-time world champion all-around. Six-time world champion steer roper. 2010 world champion team roper. The winningest cowboy in the history of the sport of professional rodeo. Trevor Brazil. Stuck it on him in the money hole. Come on. We need a 7 9. Let's get it. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. He just tied. He just tied the Helderado Days rodeo record for the fastest calf ever tied in our history. 7.4. The former PBR world champ just straightened things out against Crooked Face, only the third qualified ride of the round. Percolator. And eight seconds stand in his way. Watch if he goes right. J.B. Mooney just seems to want it more. All right. So regardless of what world you live in, you're trying to get better at whatever it is. It's crocheting. It's music. It's rodeo or whatever. I want to get back to this and tie this into this uh, persistence. That first gentleman there, uh, Trevor Brazil, that I showed the video to, he has 24 world titles. 24 world titles. 24 gold buckles. So, to put it in perspective, the next person in line that's got that many gold buckles is his father-in-law who has only eight gold buckles. And um, I was reading an article about uh, Trevor, and obviously, uh, if you don't know, he's a devout Christian. He gives all glory to the Lord. Um, I was reading an article, and it says, um, it says what most people don't know about Trevor Brazil is he spends 12 hours a day, six days a week in the practice pen. 12 hours a day. Let me put that in perspective. We can't get people to stay awake for 12 hours in America now. And, and to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm telling the truth, in the, in the month of November in 2021, 4.5 million people in America quit their job. 
No, I didn't say he didn't have a job. I said they quit their job. 4.5 million people walked away from their job. We can't even be persistent enough to stay to job for eight hours a day. So if you want something that a guy like this has got, you're going to have to spend a lot more time than just eight hours. And when it gets tough, you're going to have to learn how to fight through it. Boy, this is getting quiet here. I'm just telling the facts. Guys, look them up. 4.5 million. And I, and I thought about this for a second. I thought, who is it that can go that long without a paycheck? I mean, can we go one week, two weeks, three weeks, three years without a paycheck? Where are we living at? Where 4.5 million people can quit their job in one month, that's 3% of the work population in the United States of America. Now it's even quieter. Guys, it's time for the Christians in this nation to rise up and be persistent in prayer. And then I'll leave you with this before I get back into it. And, and then the bull rider, J.B. Mooney. Been to the NFR 15 times. At the end of that second bull ride, that commentator said something that just stuck with me. It's, it, the commentator says it seems like J.B. wants it more. Now you, know, you know who they are. You, you know who they are. They're soccer players, musicians, Rodeo people at a job or whatever it is. It just seems, watch this class, it just seems like they want it more than the next guy. And, and this is exactly what God's looking for as, as we petition the throne room. He say, he's talking about this guy that's out there that's been denied over and over and over again. He said, but because of his importunity, because of his persistence, boom, 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 I'll get up and I'll give you what you asked for. And I thought about that and I thought, man, that's kind of a bold statement, but I'm going to go ahead and make it. I thought about that if I had to get out there in the workaday world and go out there and get a job. And I've had a standing offer for, for, for kids. They don't take me up on it anymore. But back in the day when, when it was actually hard to get a job, when, when you actually had to, I said, I'll take anybody in this church any day of the week and go get them a job in one day. Anybody. And, I, and some people have taken me up on it. But for the most part, they quit doing it. Because when you go with me, we're going to go till we find one. I've walked up and down Dorset Road right down here with some members of this church. And we got these guys jobs. Now you can get a job anywhere. But I thought about this, and I thought, you know, if I had to get a job, I, don't, I, I probably wouldn't be able, I can't apply online because I don't know how to do, do all that. But what I would do is I'd probably start at Home Depot, and I'd go down there, and I'd, I'd show up down there, and i said, I want to talk to the manager. And the manager may be eating lunch, but I'd wait till he got done eating lunch and ask him if I could buy him a, coffee, a cup of coffee and shake him or her hand and, and say, I, I'm, I'm Pat Rankin, and I need a job. And they, and, and they would say, you have to apply online. I say, I can't apply online, but I'll guarantee one thing. If you'll hire me, I'll be the best employee you got in the store. Amen. And then probably about six months, I'd end up being manager. Amen. And then after about a year or two, I'd be GM. And then within, within a couple of years, I'd be a regional manager for the whole place. And if you left me there long enough, I'd end up being the president of that company. And you go, boy, that's, that's pretty arrogant. I'll tell you a story that happened in this church. Some years ago, there was a young man here, and his wife is here today. 
he, uh, he came to me one day and he said, Pastor Pat, he goes, I'd like to get a better job. He said, I, I deliver pizzas. And uh, I said, well, that's cool. Pizza delivery guy, that's a, that's a good job. They're, they're making good money. And uh, I said, let's pray about that. I said, let's pray about it. He said, I, I said, have you ever thought about running a store? Just running, running the whole store yourself. I mean, can you imagine that? I've only been conditioned to just deliver pizzas. But can I, can I actually live the American dream as a Christian and ask God to give me a store that I could run on my own? And then through some prayer and through some hard work and negotiations and everything, he went from a pizza delivery driver to running his own store. Yeah, that's not all. And then, and then the story grows, and then he ends up running two stores. Then he ends up running three stores. Then he ends up running four stores. If there's something out there in your life that you want, you're going to have to go get it. Because nobody's given you anything. I want you to rise with me as we read the rest of this scriptures here and 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 I wonder I wonder if that young wife and that young mama what she thought about when we started praying for that pizza delivery driver that's in this church today that God would ever bless them to be in charge of four stores their whole life has changed do you like being in a church where stories and dreams, Brad, come true? I'm, 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 we're, well, hold on for a second, class. We're talking crazy. We're, we're talking, but, but here's the deal. If, 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 if you can't say it, you can't pray it. Well, not me. We've never been able to do that. What about the persistence? What about the cowboy up? What about the, what about the tough go after it attitude? They're trying to kill that away in America. Ah, just go back. We'll take care of you. Go live in your mommy's basement. I want to talk to somebody who don't want to live in her mommy's basement all their life. And we can can start back there with the music. And I'm not not saying that's that's no place to start it. There's nothing wrong with starting there. But you don't want to be there forever if you want your own identity. Verse 9 says, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives and whoever seeks finds. And to him who knocks it shall be opened. And I said this to my daughter one day. And you know this. We'll bring the house lights down. Thank you. If your children are doing good, wherever they're at, at their job, or maybe they're in college or whatever, you ain't got a problem funding that. Do you? you ain't got a problem. I can get behind that. I can fund that. I can, I can get behind that. I told Keelan, you'll, you'll have a car. You'll have spending money. You'll have a college to go to. I, I can get behind that. That ain't a problem. But I'll let you know one thing. I said, I'm not going fi- uh, to fund a clown show. Amen. I'm not going to fund you running around a bunch of goofballs. That, that's when, that's, when, I, that's when, the, when the account's closed. I can't, I can't reward a, a slackful, slothful attitude no more than God can. 
So if I want to give these good things to my children and my grandchildren, just think that, don't you think that God will want to give them more to you than I do? God, 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 God sent his one and only son so you could have everything. Not just stuff, but eternal life. And that's what counts in the end. Amen. You can start, Bruce. And it says, if a son shall ask, uh, ask for bread, any of you who is a father, will he give him a stone? And if he asks for a fish, will he give him a Ask for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good, thing, good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. You can go ahead, Brother Bruce. And uh, now I want you to listen to this, and we, we do have a baptism after this. I want you to be thinking about this. If you're not a, a born-again believer... I want to pray for you, and, and here's my prayer for you today. You know, the Bible's very clear about owning stuff and having stuff. It says, what is the, was it a prophet of man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his very soul? So if you're here today and you got a lot of stuff and you got a lot of money and, and all that, I applaud you. That's cool. You're living the American dream. But if you ain't saved, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, according to the Bible, you're going to hell. It don't, it don't matter how much stuff you got. We, got. we got people in Hollywood and politicians that are preaching this, that, and the other. But I'm, I'm preaching from the word of truth called the Holy Bible. Amen. And I'll let you know, if you ain't born again, you can't get into heaven. I don't care how popular you are. So what must I do to get in? What can I do to inherit heaven? You can't do anything. You can't, you can't achieve it on your own, your own merit. You can't, you can't do anything. All you have to do is succumb to what Jesus did at the cross at Calvary, and that's accept the free gift of salvation. And you just say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life, come into my heart. I want to be born again. I want you to save my soul. And maybe for that young man who's watching the broadcast today that I met at the bank, let me tell you something, young sir. I'm glad that I have met you. But my real prayer today is for you, young man, is that you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior today. Amen. Now let me speak to the saints here real quick. What is it that you're praying for today in your life? Is it relational? Is it, is it, is it a hobby? Is it, a, is it finances? Is it, is, it, is it a certain type of living? And it, here's what you say. You say, oh, I've already prayed about that, Pastor Pat. We prayed about that. If you only prayed about it one time, it just shows God, you ain't really interested in getting it, are you? God heard your prayer. But he also hears the, the prayers of the persistent person as well. So if you really want it, I, I, I pray for you right now that you will, you will succumb to the Lord and get on your knees and ask him to hear your prayer today, whatever that is. And, I'll, and I want to I start 2022 by praying for you if you would just raise your hand for this issue that you're going through, whatever it is, just raise your hand. And I want to I pray 
together corporately for you and your situation. I see that hand there and that one. There's a hand there. Remember when I talked about persistence at the start of the church service, man? If we can't even raise our hands for the things we want, God knows what's going on in our heart. You got to raise it like I want it. God, I'm here right now and I want this thing. Let me pray for you. Father God, for the hands that are raised, Lord God, that really want it. You can see it in their heart and you can see it by the movement um, in their hand. They've raised it to you, Lord God. That means they have given up. And they believe, Lord God, that you hear their prayer today. And I pray, Lord God, that you, you help them get that prayer answered. And give them a great 2022. And I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.